Welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I'm the founder and CEO of Mara Poling, and I'm happy to be with you this week to discuss a timely topic, and that is funds versus individual asset syndications. What's the difference, and why might that be important to you as a multifamily real estate investor. Now, when we say funds, funds are syndications. We're really talking about investing in a portfolio of assets as opposed to investing in an individual single asset. Now, we have both offerings. We actually have offerings available in each category today. And so we're going to go through and spend a few minutes taking a look at the differences and why one might be a better fit for you than the other. With an understanding that one isn't better than the other, it really does come down to what's the better fit for your particular needs at this particular point in time. And that's what we're going to chat about this week. As always, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com. If you have interest in learning more about the specific offerings that I am going to be discussing, you can shoot me an email or you can go to morapolling.com offerings and take a look at the fund offerings that we have, as well as the current individual syndication, which is for the Owen. And with that, let's get into it. You may note, by the way, that my voice sounds a little bit different. I am just getting over a cold, and so my apologies for the uh, occasional raspiness. But with that, let's dive in. So as I said, investing in a fund versus investing in a syndication. Let's deal with some terminology first. A syndication is when an individual investor joins as a limited partner or a member of an LLC in which there's a general partner or a manager often called the sponsor that's us Mara polling that gathers a group of investors together puts money together into a giant pot and then goes out and buys an asset and then those members share in the benefits of that asset in the growth and equity of the asset in the cash that it generates. And at the end of the syndication, the syndication dissolves and those members take their gains and move on. Well, a fund is a syndication. The difference is it lasts longer. It's invested in multiple assets. The kinds of funds we operate are evergreen and have opportunities for members to move in and out of the fund over time, as well as change their investment amount. So we're going to go into details on all of that. But when we say syndication for today's purposes, we're really talking about a single asset syndication. When I say fund, we're talking about a portfolio that you're investing in, again, through a syndication. So the same legal structure, different in terms of the portfolio versus single asset side of it. So with that understanding, let's walk through and take a look at these. Oh, I guess one final thing I would say. 
Um, we offer, Mara Polling, we offer both of these types of investments. Uh, we just recently brought back the single asset syndication. We have not done some for a few years. We're happy to have that back in our offerings. Again, you can go look at that at uh, morapolling.com offerings. And if you'd like to actually see the differences, uh, I can get you some information kits so you can look at one versus the other. Two reasons you might want to do that. One would be if you just are interested in learning more about funds versus individual asset syndications, could be very helpful in terms of your educational process. And the second, obviously, is if you maybe have some interest in investing with us, either in a fund or in an individual syndication. And again, you could shoot me an email or you can go to the website and get that content there. All right. So now let's take a look. Obviously, the biggest difference between investing in a fund as opposed to an individual syndication is you're investing in a portfolio versus investing in an individual asset. So let's take a look at that and what the ramifications of that are. If you're investing in an individual single asset syndication, you know what you're investing in. You can see the asset the offering documents are going to say, here's the property. For example, right now we have a syndication available for the Owen. All the materials we're going to give you, if you're interested in the Owen, will say the Owen. They'll describe the Owen. They'll describe what the plan is for how we're going to manage that asset over time to achieve our goals. There'll be a performa for the Owen. There'll be a demonstration of what that looks like from a return standpoint. There'll be an explanation of what we think the exit opportunities will be and when those will occur. All of that specific to the Owen. So the degree of knowability is much higher. A fund, on the other hand, and today we offer three different funds, total return fund two, Growth Fund 1 and Growth Fund 2, all three of those funds are funds in which you invest in a portfolio of assets. When you invest in a portfolio, you do know what you're investing in, what assets you're investing in the day you make your investment, because whatever assets have been purchased are already in that fund. If you were to invest in Total Return Fund 2, you would know about the rose on Sybil in Tyler, Texas, because that's an asset that's in Total Return Fund 2. If you were to invest in Growth Fund 1 or Growth Fund 2, well, you'd actually also be investing in the Owen because they are participating along with the individual syndication in the acquisition of the Owen. So two ways you can play. What you don't know when you invest in a fund is what else is going to be in the fund. Because funds in general, and certainly for more polling, grow over time. And as they grow, more assets are added. So if you were to invest, as I said, in total return fund two, you'd know that you were investing in the rows on Sybil. You wouldn't know about ABC Main Street or 123 Elm Street or whatever the other assets would be that would be purchased 
later this year, early next year, 2025, and so on. Sometimes that can be called investing in a blind fund. It's another way to describe it. So if certainty is critical for you, if you want to know, I need to know exactly what asset my dollar is going into, then an individual syndication might be a better fit for you. Why would you want to invest in a blind fund and not know what you're investing in? Well, that has more to do with understanding sponsors and the methodology or strategy that's being employed in that fund. And that's a very common experience that the members we work with, the clients that we work with, share with us. That after having invested, it becomes very clear that while, yes, their dollars went into a piece of real estate, they really were investing in us, in Mara Poling. They were investing in our thesis, our strategies for how we manage these types of assets. And from that standpoint, whether it's a blind fund or a portfolio of assets or a known individual asset, it's really the same exposure. And that is, do we believe that this investment thesis makes sense or not? Now, one of the reasons you might be more inclined to invest in a fund as opposed to an individual syndication would be risk. An individual syndication, all your eggs are in that basket. If you invest with us, for example, in the Owen, that's where your dollars are. And if the Owen performs as we expect, then you'll get that level of performance. If conditions in the marketplace and other factors come into play that enable us to overperform at the Owen, then you get a better return than what you expected. If on the other hand, challenges arise and we were to underperform in some manner at the Owen, well, then you'll get a slightly lower return than what you would have expected. If that occurs inside a fund, which all of those are possible, correct? If that occurs inside a fund, well, there are other assets in the fund that may have similar or often more likely dissimilar experiences so that an overperformance at one asset adds to the performance of the fund. A slight underperformance at another asset impacts the fund but not as much as it would if it was an individual asset. So the highs are not as high in a fund and the lows are not as low in a fund. That diversification helps reduce risk and increase the stability of performance over time. Another difference between an individual syndication and a fund is going to be timing. An individual asset syndication. So again, if you were to shoot me an email and say, Pat, I'm interested in hearing more about the Owen, how do I get involved? The conversation we would have would be around investing in the Owen. It would be around making a one-time investment. Maybe you write a check for $50,000 and you invest in the Owen you would not be in a position to have your distributions reinvested because it's a single asset syndication. It's not structured that way. 
you wouldn't be in a position a year from now to call me and say, hey, Pat, I've got an extra 20 grand. Can I send it to you and add it to my account? Individual asset syndications are not structured that way. You wouldn't have the ability in three years to call and say, hey, some event has happened in my life and I need to get out. Can I have my money back? You could make that request, but it would be very challenging to be able to respond to that and say yes and support it. So the time that's involved, the specific time horizons are much more set in stone on an individual asset syndication. And that's true of the exit. When we exit, that's it. We exit and that syndication is done. If we contrast that with a fund, a fund does all the things I just described. If you wanted to invest $100,000 today in total return fund two, and then in six months, you wanted to send us another 50,000, you could do that. You could do that in five years, you could send us another $50,000. You could have your distributions reinvested every quarter and then maybe skip a couple quarters where you take the cash and then go back to reinvesting. You could three years from now say, hey, can I have some of my money back? I've got something else I wanna do. And you could apply for a redemption and have it processed in accordance with the rules set up for that particular fund. And when an asset is sold, right? I mentioned that the Owen is part of growth fund one and growth fund two. When that asset is sold, those funds don't end. Those funds continue to operate for a longer period of time. And the sale of that asset generally is done. And for those two funds in particular, will be done via a 1031. We'll talk more about 1031s in a minute. So an individual asset syndication is a great fit if you have dollars that fit from a timing standpoint with the timing of that syndication. Our syndications generally are structured around a five-year time horizon. So if you said, I've got these dollars and in seven years or so, I've got some things I need to do with those dollars, well, then investing in the Owen with a five-year time horizon might be a, a good fit from that standpoint. If on the other hand, these are dollars that you want to have in play much longer. This is long-term money. I need this work in 10 years, 15 years. Well, then one of the growth funds might be a better fit. You still get to participate in the Owen, same asset, but through two different structures. Now let's talk about 1031s. I mentioned that just a moment ago. So if you've been a listener for any length of time, you're familiar with a sale exchange with a 1031. We're very big fans of that. It's a great way to defer the tax exposure associated with the gains on an investment to allow us to keep those dollars working and then eventually to pay those tax dollars to the federal government, which we're happy to do. We're not trying to get out of paying the tax. We're simply saying, can we defer that for a while? And 1031s allow us to do that. A fund, our funds in particular, are structured such that we do 1031s inside the fund. So we purchase an asset like the Owen, 
it performs the way it's expected uh, for the growth funds. Uh, the, the Owen is designed to more than double the initial investment that goes in. So if a million dollars goes in in five years, $2 million uh, comes out. And uh, when that happens, we execute a 1031 and roll that gain over into the next asset where we do it again, the 2 million is doubled and becomes 4 million. That's what the growth funds are. The growth fund one is a double, double growth fund. Two is a triple double. And that's all done using a 1031 individual asset syndications, not only ours, but most that you will find out there don't do 1031s because it's just an individual asset. On occasion, we have seen some, and we've actually been a part of some where a 1031 has been executed, but it's less frequent and maybe even rare is a better way to describe it. Now there is a capability called a drop and swap in which some investments can be structured such that at the exit, individual members could have an ability to do a 1031. That is, a capability that we are working on and that may in fact come into play uh, with our individual syndications. If that is something that you have some interest in, I absolutely encourage you to shoot me an email so that we can talk about that in a little more detail and that I can share with you uh, what we learn in the coming weeks as our regulatory and tax teams are working on that capability. All right, now let's talk about returns. Are returns different? Maybe and maybe not. On one hand, it's the same types of assets. And as I said, as an example with the Owen, you can invest in it through an individual syndication or you can invest in it through a fund. So the performance of the asset is the same in either instance. The return experience the, the difference really comes from the longevity of the funds. That's where the returns are better in the fund model over time because of the 1031 capability. But in the initial five years, the returns are essentially the same and going to be structured the same. They're going to be growth oriented for, for the Owen. If it was an asset that was uh, structured to be a balanced return with cash and equity growth, uh, roughly equal, well, then that would be the same for an individual asset syndication as it would be if you were invested in a fund. So returns, not a great deal of difference in what I would call the first generation. Once you get beyond that initial asset on a syndication, without a 1031, you're going to get cashed out essentially at the end of the five years, and you're gonna to have to stop and pay the tax then. You don't get that 1031 benefit of rolling over. Now, again, we're able to structure some drop and swap capability in there, fantastic. But not all members would take advantage of that. So this would feel a little more like buying a share of stock, having it double in value over five years, and then you sell it and you stop and pay the tax man. And you're not really taking advantage of one of the biggest advantages in real estate investing, and that is the ability to defer that tax. So that's a vote maybe a little more in favor of a fund like the growth funds uh, for the Owen, 
But that doesn't mean an individual syndication doesn't work because you're still getting tax benefits along the way. You're getting those K-1s, in particular, the ones up front that have losses from depreciation and so on. What about documents? It's all the same documents, right? So there'll be some offering materials about the individual asset. There'll be a private placement memorandum. There'll be an operating agreement. There'll be a subscription agreement. It is exactly the same. And all of this that I'm sharing is true for Mara Polling and 98% true for every other sponsor that you're going to deal with out there. The 2% that is different is how they might structure some of the individual items inside their funds. Uh, but otherwise, this is pretty uniform across the industry, which brings us to the sponsor. And this is probably the most important factor in all of this. Whether our opinion, whether you're investing in an asset through an individual syndication where you know what the asset is up front, you understand the time frame that's involved in it, you can see a performa for it and all the other uh, specific content, or you're investing in a fund, a portfolio of assets, some of which you don't know what the asset is yet because it will be purchased down the road. In all of these instances, you're investing in a sponsor. Your dollars are going into real estate, but the success of the performance of your investment is a function of the success of that sponsor. And so whether you are looking at an individual asset syndication or a portfolio fund investment, vetting the sponsor, getting comfortable with who they are and how they work and the way they think is an essential part of the process. And if you were to find a sponsor that offered one of these and not the other, and that was a sponsor you felt comfortable with, I would encourage you to take a look at that sponsor in more detail and it may be more valuable to invest with that sponsor and take the advantage of whether it's a single asset or a fund and not worry as much about one of those versus the other, but you found a good sponsor. We have added individual syndications to our offerings again, because we know there are folks out there that want to work with us, that have called us, that have emailed me and said, we'd love to work with you. I don't really, I'm not a big fun of, uh, fan of funds. Um, when are you going to have an individual syndication again? And we had done these a number of years ago and we're happy to have brought them back. So now there's an opportunity for folks that are individual syndication asset investors uh, to work with us. And we're happy about that. So is there one that's better than the other? No, absolutely not. If you uh, have needs that are of a specific time frame and want the certainty of knowing the asset that you're invested in, then individual syndications are fantastic. And that's what you should use. Don't put your money in a fund. If that's, if that's going to be upsetting to you, if you're going to be uncomfortable not knowing where else your money might get invested, then don't put it there. Put it in an individual asset syndication. If you're looking for a longer-term investment, you want those returns that can be boosted by the tax advantages of using 1031s, you want the diversification 
the moderation of risk that comes from investing in a portfolio. You want that flexibility that you get from an evergreen standpoint. Well, then look at a fund. And again, total return fund two is a great example of that. Even our growth funds, growth fund one and growth fund two have many of those attributes. It really is about what's the best fit for you. And one final thought on that is it's more than actually just what's a best fit for you in our experience. It's a best fit for the dollar that you're currently looking to place somewhere. We work with lots of investors who at one point in time, their interest is X and not long later, their interest is Y. Well, they didn't change. It's just they had some dollars that were available that they needed to place somewhere that they wanted some uh, a shorter term focus to it. They wanted that ability to have those dollars back in five to seven years. And then some other dollars became available in their portfolio that, well, these are dollars I actually don't want for 20 years. These are multi-generational dollars. They're part of my estate plan. Well, that puts them in two different investment categories, and yet it's the same person. So you're not monolithic. Your dollars are unique, and each dollar goes to a different place to do whatever, whatever it might happen to be. So I would never want to describe any one investor as being a syndication investor or a fund investor. It's the dollars that are more uh, fit for one of those versus the other. So I hope this has been helpful. And as I said up front, if you've got interest in learning more about these, we've got some great content that we can share with you. You can go to marapoling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. Uh, go to the offerings page and you'll find information on the Owen. You'll also find information there about the three funds that we currently have available. So you can uh, download some uh, information kits there and learn a little bit more. You're also welcome to simply email me, pat at marapolling.com, and I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. Uh, and always happy to uh, to hop on the phone for a one-on-one -on -one, uh, if you'd like to do that as well. And you can get that information at the, uh, at the website if you'd like to schedule some time on my calendar. So with that, I uh, hope you enjoyed this week's session. Thanks for uh, uh, tagging along with my uh, rough voice as I recover from this, uh, from this little cold that I've had. And uh, please join me next week for another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Polk.